before the Lord. Thank you, Miss Grace. Uh, clearly, she wants to stay in the pulpit. Um, amen, amen, amen. Um, are you blessed this morning? I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's a blessing to be in America, whether Trump is almost in the election or not. I'm still blessed to be in America. Amen, amen, amen. I had to get my glasses. Um, let's just uh, look to the Lord because there's a word. You know, sometimes we gather and, um, now you know, I'm not that tall, so this thing, I can't see y'all, but if you can see me, then we're good. <laughs> Uh, there is a word, and, and sometimes you need to know that. You need to know that you are not wasting your time, okay? I read an um, article that said the 15, um, it said the 15, yeah, there's always articles about this, this, that, and the other, the 15 processes of successful people. And one man said, I don't measure my life in hours or days. You measure it by minutes, okay? So there are 1,440 minutes in a day. What are you going to do with them? And I was like, wow, you know, so attorneys get billed by the minute. Therapists get billed in the minute. You could be in the verge of falling out, laying out, crying on their table. But when that timer goes off at 59 minutes and 56 seconds, they will say, well, you know, you stay right there and we'll pick up with this next week. Here's a tissue and they will send you on your way, okay? Because it's all about billable minutes, okay? So you got to ask yourself, what am I going to do with the time, the time, the time, the time that God has given me? So I doubt very seriously in a world that measures by the hour, the half hour, the 15 minute, the minute interviews. If you go get picked up by Uber, they're going to measure it by time. Whatever we do, we go, we go to the movies, it's measured by time. My sister-in-law was in New York and was going to take a train, and uh, she, got the, she said the train was leaving at 2, and she got there at 2.15, and she couldn't understand why they didn't wait for her. Everything <laughs> is measured by time, okay? Is measured by time. So we have to decide, we have to decide that we are going to be on target with everything we do. So my, my belief is, and I could be wrong, but my belief is that you did not come here to waste time. Okay? There are three things that you could do with time. You could waste it, spend it, invest it. Waste it, spend it, invest it. Now, this should be an investment. So you should be able to have your Bible, your notebook, your this, your that. You should be able, this should be an investment, okay? You can spend time with your family. It doesn't necessarily mean a waste. Okay, okay, okay. she's correcting what I just said, okay? So <laughs> this is all new flow right here, speaking with a five-year-old, four-year-old. Okay, but you can either spend it, waste it, or invest it, okay? Spend it, waste it, or invest it. And if you're with friends and you're with family, you might go to lunch after you leave here, even though we're going to feed you, because that's just how we're built. We're built on fellowship. That's spending time, but spend it wisely, okay? Wasting time is when you made that call and you went and did something you didn't need to do. You can't get that back. And some of us have given too much time to people, to things, to our destruction. So as we go to pray, it is 1028. By 1030, we're going to go into the Word. And when we go into the word, you say, Lord, I am investing this time to see what you have to say to me. Amen. 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 What do you have to say? Come on, 1028, start talking to him right now. What do you have to say to me? What do you have to say to me, God? What do you have to say to me, Lord? Come on, ask him, ask him, ask him. Say, Lord, I give you my ears. What do you have to say to me? What are you trying to get me to do? It's 1029. Lord, shift my life right now. When I'm getting ready to go into my classes, I set the timer on my phone, and for five minutes, I sit still. Don't do anything. Don't read anything. I just sit still for five minutes and say, Lord, speak to me about who I'm about to speak to. Talk to me, God. Reveal the hidden things. You say you do nothing without revealing them to your servants, your prophets. Lord, speak to me. 
Come on, we got one minute left. Let him hear your voice. Lord, speak. Lord, I want to invest this time in you. Lord, I don't have time to waste. Tomorrow's not promised. God, I give you this minute. Lord, now, God, with this minute, Lord, we don't ask that you use my words. We ask that you would use your words through me, God. Now, Lord, give me the theology of John, Lord, the, the stamina for my people like Esther, God. Give me the faith and the ability to trust you like Paul, God. Lord, I thank you that you will give me the integrity of my mother, God. I thank you, Lord, that I will stand before you like your son, Jesus. God. Lord, use me in this time, Lord, this time. Every single minute, let it count, God. Let it count, God. Let it count, God. Lord, you did not drop this vision into Helen for it to be a waste of time. God, she's been serving as a general in the body of Christ for women. Lord, for us to invest our time wisely, Lord, that we would reap a harvest if we faint not, God. Speak, Lord, while your servants are here. Speak, Lord, for your children. Speak, Lord, for your daughters, Lord. There is a miracle that shifts when women pray. There is a miracle that shifts when women gather, Lord. Lord, let us not waste a moment in your presence, God. Walk through the temple, God. Let your train fill the temple, God. Speak to us, Lord. Speak, Lord. It is Passion Week, God. Speak to us. You came, bled, died for us this week, God. Let us not be hasty, God. Let us not check our clock and say, I got to catch this and do this. Let us give you this time. Touch us, God. Touch our ears. Touch my mouth. Touch us, God, that we would not waste. Come on, come on. It's 1030. Let us go before. We're right in the presence of the king. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it because he is El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means he is the multi-breasted one. So you can lay on his breast while I lay on his breast. And you can climb up on his chest while I climb up on his chest. So El Shaddai, El Shaddai, meet us here this morning in the name name in the name in the name of Jesus come on come on just say 10 seconds Jesus Jesus there's power in the name Jesus whether you whisper it or yell it from a mountaintop Jesus 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 have your way 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 God have your way have your way Lord have your way Jesus sweep through the room with healing Jesus Shift the atmosphere, Jesus. Hallelujah. Save Jesus. Restore Jesus. Yes, Lord. We hear, Lord. Hear me. Hear you, God. We won't just hear, but we'll do, God. We'll do, God. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. And before you're seated, just look at your sister next to you and say, find the gold. Find the gold. Find the gold. Find the gold. And you could be seated, say, find the gold. There's gold, there's gold. Find it, find it, find it. Some people, you might have to shake them a little bit. Say, you can't find it if you ain't looking. Come on. Say, find it, find it, find it. Say, I'm God's representative to tell you it's there. It's right there with Freddie. Reach for it. Come on. Come on. Let's do a supernatural reach. Come on. Reach for it. Find it. Find it. Find it. And when you find something, that means it's probably hidden. So you got to dig for it. Come on. Now dig for it. Dig for it. It's in here. I, I just got to find it. I got I to gotta find it. Find it. Find it. Find it. Yes, 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 yes. Are you blessed this morning? I give much honor and love and respect to the one, the only, Helen, Helen, Helen Harris. She has known me since I was about 20 years old, and she trusted me with the microphone when others didn't. So anything for her, anything for her. And what can we say about the one and only Wendy McKinney, lady Wendy McKinney? 
we've been trying to do this for years, so it's just the, it takes somebody like uh, uh, the general, I like to call her the general Helen Harris, you know. She's been late. She laid some great. Maybe I, now you know they say in heaven it's like minutes and seconds. You know when we get in there. So if I could just get get on the back end of Helen going into glory or walk in the gates with her. I, my mother said there's gonna be a parade of all the people that are there because you sent you gave them the word. So can you imagine all the people that are gonna be there when Helen Harris comes in and say I was at God's woman Lord. If it wasn't for you coming to my church, if you didn't have this, so I just want to be like near or watch the DVD or the Bluetooth version or something. The, the periscope in heaven of Helen Harris entering the throne of the king, the, the, the gates of heaven, because I know there are going to be women that said, my marriage, my children, my life was saved, chains were broken, addictions came off because of your sacrifice in the kingdom. Amen? So there's a word she didn't bring us here for nothing. So 1034, let's go. Um, look with me at Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, and don't go to 11 because I know that's where you're trying to go. Don't go to 11, go to 1. We're going to look at the whole story. Amen. My mother's a theologian, so you can't just do a verse. You have to look at the passage. What is the whole thing saying? You know, because we pull out stuff and just say, no weapon's going to prosper. And then, no, it says no weapon's going to prosper for the servants of God. Okay, so you ride in your car listening to a radio talking about no weapon, and you ain't nowhere near God. You got to get in the, get in the presence of God, become a servant. Then no weapon will prosper, okay? All right. So let's, uh, let's look at it in context, okay? And the, um, the title of today's message is called Find the Gold, all right? Now, I want to um, read to you, I, I, I like to skip along if you're, if you're okay with that, if we read the NIV or the Amplified or the King James, whatever, whatever version you're in is okay. But I just, certain versions say certain words that I like to hear. So this morning I'm going to read the NIV, NIV version of Jeremiah, amen? You there? Say the word works. All right, let's go to work, 1035. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders. Say surviving. surviving. The surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Okay? This is very important. This was after King Jehoiakim and the queen mother, say the queen mother, the court officials, say the court officials, and the leaders, say leaders, of Judah and Jerusalem, the skilled workers, say the skilled workers, and the artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. This is what, let's go down to verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back, say bring you back, bring you back to this place. For I know, say that with me, I know. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you, to give you, to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come to pray to me. And I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with some of your heart. Is that what it says? No, 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 no. He says all of your heart, okay? All of your heart. Now, if you go in and fill in the blanks in this first part between verses 2 and 10, you will find that he said, go ahead and build houses. 
He said, build houses, plant trees, have babies, live life, respect those people in authority over you so it doesn't matter who's president. When Barack Obama came into office, some people were angry about that. They thought the world was coming to any, and half the world was happy, half the world was mad. If by chance Donald Trump comes into office, some of us are going to pack up and move to Canada, others are going to go to Switzerland, and some are going to sit here and cry. It doesn't matter. He said, there, he said, while you're there, go ahead, buy a house, have children, do what they do, respect the government, whatever government you're under this week, he said, go ahead, because I know, I know, I know, I know the plans, I know the plans. And then this is what he said this, he said, now this is not a letter to people that want a plaque in their office when things are bad that they could just look up and see, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. No, 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 no. He said, this is a letter, this is a letter that was given to a man and he had to get a trusted source to deliver a letter that had key information. So this is like underground contact, okay? So this wasn't just a verse that was a, a pretty scripture which we put on these little pretty words and we just say, you know what, I know. God knows the plans that he has. God wants to prosper me and give me a hope and a future. Prosper, hope, future. My favorite words, God is so good. No, this was an underground letter that the prophet Jeremiah had to give to a secret mission ops person that could tuck through and go to the city, go underground in the dark of night and give it to people who were in jail, who were exiles, okay? It wasn't, it wasn't, no, it was an underground letter. So it was like the queen mother was in exile. The priests were in exile. The prophets were in exile. The skilled workers were in exile. The artists, artists were in exile. Everybody was bound up, locked up, and they were underground. And God sent a word to everybody. So you could be rich, this is your word. You could be poor, this is your word. You could work at McDonald's, this is your word. No matter what there is, see, there's no limit. He said everybody was in exile. And he said, the king, the priest, the prophets, the queen mother, it, there's no limit to who this is going to affect. So he said, the bottom line is you will be in captivity. And guess what? You will be there for 70 years. A generation is about 20 to 40 years. So he said, we're talking about two generations of people being born and that will be in exile. So buy a house, plant a garden, have babies. You're going to be here for a while. But I know. Even in exile, even though I already gave you the time stamp, 70 years, he said to the surviving elders, God, did I really survive and go through all I went through to live in exile? He said, oh, yes, but I know. You sent an underground encrypted text message through that was forwarded through all these people and Apple's trying to get them to not break into somebody's passcode so that I could hear that I was going to be locked up for 70 years? I know. Yes, that's it. Remember those words you like? Prosper, hope, and future. Build a house. But not the queen mother. She's too good for that. Oh, no, the queen mother, the elders, the exile, the priests, the prophets, the artisans, the ups and the downs, the lows and the highs. I know. So I, I, you have to understand that you have to understand when your gift is in operation, it's not just an operation at a conference or at a church or on Sunday or whatever at Bible study. It is a constant on-the-go, on-the-go thing, okay? So I'm in the cell phone store, and I meet this little girl who's about 23 years old, and she opened up our account, and then she just hooked into me, and I hooked into her, doesn't know Jesus. She saw that we, my husband and I were in ministry, and she was like, oh, so you're like a priest. And I said, okay, baby, you don't, okay. So anyway... <laughs> That's just where you are. That's your reference point. So I'm not going to judge you. That's your reference point. You know, she probably went to mass once or twice in her life. And so anyway, so, so she's been, she has just taken a liking to me. 
So she texts me every week. Hi, Teresa. What's going on? I just wanted you to know it's special. Okay, I just want to know if you were okay. Okay, she just finds reasons. So now I go to the mall to see her. When I'm going to the mall, I stop by. How are you doing, Carla? That's my girl. So we just, we just, I don't ever call the company. I realized one day I went to call the company. I was like, I don't know my account number or anything because I just text Carla. I was like, God forbid she left and I don't even know any of my information. And I called the man and said, what's your password? I said, let me text Carla. I don't know. So I was like, she said, why are you calling the main number? You know I take care of you. I was like, okay, 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 baby. Did you do this for me? So we've developed this relationship. So when I first met her, she said this. She said, I'm trying to get out of this store. I live all the way in Montebello, and I want to go and be. My sister works for the same company, and she works at the store about five miles from the house. So I want to go. So I said, well, I'm going to agree with you that God will do that for you, and you'll get to go. So for months, we've been talking about her going to the store. Then one day, she said, it happened. I'm going to the other store, so if you need me to do anything get me while I'm close by or just start I said look wherever you go I'm like Ruth wherever your people are my people I don't know Montebello but I got GPS on that cell phone you hook me up with I will see you in Montebello I got concierge gold level platinum service with you where are we going Carla so she said so she goes over there so she checks in with me Teresa tell your husband he can get it upgrade his phone da, 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 da. so we're talking and everything so she tells me she says I said so how's the new store she said I hate it <laughs> Carla I'm like the little boy Linda li listen to me Linda Linda what is wrong with you, Linda? Carla, you, we prayed for this, Carla. Why? Why you cry, Carla? And she's like, oh, it's horrible. I had it so good at the other store. Oh, oh, okay. So when you were over in Egypt land, you had leeks and duck and vegetables and potatoes. Oh, I hate the manna. Every morning it just falls out the sky and I can't sit, put it in a Ziploc bag. And God is so the same thing over and over. God, why these dry blessings? They just look the same. And God said, oh, you want quail? How about this? I will give you some quail and you're going to eat quail till you can't eat no quail. You don't even want to see a yard bird no more. You're going to eat so much yard bird. God, I don't want to see it. God, don't even say My mother said when she was little, when she asked my great-grandfather for some strawberry shortcake, he said, there's only one catch. Whatever I put on your plate, you got, oh, that's fine, granddad. Just pour it on, pour it on. And he made a big plate. She said, she said, and she looks at strawberry shortcake. 45 years later, she still gets sick. He was like, oh, no, baby, you're going to eat that. And that's what God did with the children of Israel. They whined and complained about manna when they got quelled. Okay, God, we're sorry. We're sorry. We didn't mean it. We take it back. So Carla now doesn't like the new store. You understand what I'm saying? And so I said, Carla, I said, this is the thing. This is the thing. I wrote her back. I said, you have to find the gold in the store. You got to find the gold in the store. You wanted to go over there. There was a reason you fought for months to get there. You got to find the gold in it. What's the gold? The gold is the reason, it's the victory reason why you fought so hard to get over there, why you went through this manager and you got turned down and you went back again and begged and pleaded and you're around the corner. You don't have to get on the freeway. Find the gold in it. But gold was at the other place. I just didn't know it. Well, that time has passed. You can't go back. Find this gold. This gold. Find this goal. There's something in this store. And you're crying and you're whining. And you need to get up and wipe your tears and get up and dig for gold. And she said, okay, okay, I'm going to try it. So I, I told her, I said, tell me three things about the old place that you, that, where you had plateaued. 
Give me three things that you saw in this store before you went that you like. Give me three things that you can find. So I gave her a whole list. So I've got you. Your, this is your find the gold list, okay? So when you finish, you come and get your find the gold sheet. But in the meantime, we're just going to preach it. But this is your find the gold because this is the thing. You get mad about the level you're on. You get mad about the job. You get mad in your marriage. You get this thing. You get all these things. I told my girlfriend, she was like, I think I'm going to just leave my husband. Why are you going to leave him until you, you haven't even worked out a strategy? Because if you leave them and go to somebody else, you're going to get frustrated there too. Marriage is work. So find the strategy here. Figure out how to make this work. And then before, so find the gold. Find the gold in the marriage. There was a reason you said I do in the first place. Did he tie you up and put a gun to your head? Some of you may be, but for her, no. Okay? For her, no. These days, it's like Isaiah 4.1. There will be seven women to every one man saying, please marry me. I'll keep my name. Just something. Marry me. Let me say I got a husband. So no, you wanted this. Now that you're in it, it's unattractive, it's hard. It's, it's, find the gold. Find the gold. Now let's look at this right here, and then we're going to move forward. Look at this. Look, look at this. When you get there, say the word works. Go with me to, I, to, uh, to Job, the book of Job, Job 23. Um, so my mom wrote a song years ago, and, I, and the, the lyrics were, were playing around in my head. Have you ever heard a song in you, and you just, it just won't leave you alone? And so I went, and I was thinking about this song she wrote called I Am Gold. And it said, I've been tried in the fire. I've been purified, but I come out as gold. For new wisdom I gain, because tribulation worketh patience in my life. I've been tried in the fire. I've been tried, I've been tried, but I will come out as what? Gold, 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 gold. So look at what Job said. Now we know the whole front story of Job. So Satan has been allowed to go into Job's life and to sift his life. Anybody's life been sifted, okay? You know, where he, you know, uh, uh, so God will sift your friends. I preached a message one time called the power of decrease, when God just cuts you back to move you forward, okay? And so Job 23 says this. This is what the book of Job, Job 23 says this. Are you there? Does the word work? We're going to read verse 10 and verse 14, and I'm going to open it up for you and read it out of the Amplified Version. And now, now remember, Jeremiah 29 says what? I know, right? I know the plans I have for you. Now, look, Job 23, he says, but he knows. But he knows the way I take. This is the man that lost his family, his kids. He lost all his money. Everything happened in an instant. When one servant was coming to tell him everything fell apart, another came with the bag. And in the midst of all that, he said, but he knows the way he, he, that I take. He has concern for it, appreciate, and he pays attention to it. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as refined gold. I will come forth pure and luminous. For he performs that which he has planned for me, and many such matters, he on many such manners, he is mindful. So Job says this. So he says, but he knows the way that I take. God says, I, he has concern for it. He pays attention to it. So God watches you. I don't know why you think you were made in an assembly line and God was fulfilling the order of black women in Kansas and black women in Mississippi. And, and just hurry up, 10,000 born in this hospital, 5,000 born in this hospital. It says that it was him and you and all his secrets for you. You were made in secret. Every day of your life was written for you. And then he has a vase on his desk. So he has your, this is you. He has the plan of action. This is your today list. This is the book he 
has on you with every single moment written down for you. Then he has a vase on his desk of, of a, a clear vase with a liquid. And you're like, Lord, what is that? Because in Psalm 55, 56, he says that I captured every tear you were, every cry. And so he says, I, can't, I keep your tears. He said, I keep your daily record. I have a book on you and I'm watching over you to make sure you perform it. I have a host of angels dispatched just for you. A host is 250 angels. So this is the thing. He has a host of angels over here. Those are messenger angels. He has a host of angels over here, warring angels. He has a host of angels over here. Those are just to strengthen your back. And so God is in his office, and every single day, he's, he's got a whole desk layout for Teresa Ordell. And he says, but I know the way that she takes. I have concern for it. And so he appreciates it. He takes good measure, and he pays attention to every second. And then he writes in his book, i got to try her to get her to be gold. And so we have 14 care, 20 care, 24 care gold. And so it's the measure of the flames that are going to come in your life. So this is what we always quote. He said, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. So Romans 8 does not say the suffering. It says the sufferings, plural, 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 plural. The sufferings, you got to read it right. The sufferings of what? This present time. This daily thing. Daily thing. Okay, what's on it? Do we have suffering? No, I don't see any suffering. No, you got to make sure she has to have the sufferings uh, of the right now sufferings. Well, we can make her tire blow out. Okay, that's good. That'll irritate her, but give me some more. Give me some more. Okay, we can make somebody talk about her or go behind her back. Okay, not one. Make sure you get a group of people. One from her office, one from her church, and one from her family. Okay, so you got the tire blowout at five. You got the, uh, make sure it's a text message from a family more member at 10, we got to start her day off bad right there. And then make a knot. And then make sure she gets a promotion at 555 after she hears all this. But then when she gets back, her son is in a detention. Okay, go. The sufferings of this present time, he said this, are not worthy to be compared. But he didn't say to the glories. He didn't say sufferings, glories. He said the suffering of this present time, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to glory. One type of glory, but it takes all kinds of sufferings to produce a recipe that's going to get one type of glory. God's glory. Not your glory, his glory. And then he, and you jump over to 1 Corinthians and he says this, I choose the weak things, the base things of the world to confound the wise so that you can't glory. So then you go, she's going in for an interview. Does she have everything? She's got her credentials. She got her, oh no, she forgot her credentials. They just expired. Good, good. Send her in there with expired credentials. But they said that it's mandatory that they have credentials. No, we need expired credentials. We can't let her glory. We got to make sure we get the glory. Well, I, I, I'm not going to go. Because they said, okay, I'm just not going to go. Because they said that you have to have credentials. I just got the call. All my credentials are expired. God said, I didn't ask you about you. I said, I know the plans I have for you. And you in your car, starting up the motor, heading to the social service office. And he said, you can do two things. You can sit here and get on assistance. They changed the name now, right? It's not welfare. It's California Gold Dream. You know, it makes it all pretty. You can do that. Or you can get up and go find the gold. How, how, what, what, I will put my words in you when you get in there. So you get in there. You say, look, I'm going to just start off this off. My credentials are expired. But let me tell you what I do know. And God will just start dropping things in you. 
How do I know it happened to me? God told me to be a teacher. I went in there, talked to the principal. I said, I have no credential. I got one degree. She said, girl, I'm creative. She said, call me. She called a girlfriend of hers, put her in this class, do this thing. And then she said, your credentials are on the way. Go in there and teach these kids. Because she, she was like, she worked it out. God said, I want you to go in unequipped. I need you to go in unequipped so that you can see the power of God move. Find the gold in it. And the gold is not in you and what you have. The gold is in me and what I do through you. So he said, so all day long, I know the plans. So Job said, he can take my kids. He can take my money. He knows and he has respect for the way that I take. He said, I'm looking at the bigger picture. And God will perform that which he has planned for me. So then you said, I love it because Bishop Jake said this years ago. He said, don't read the book of Ephesians if you're playing. Okay? He said, the book of Ephesians is for people who are serious about God. So Ephesians chapter 1 says this, you were predestined. You were originated. You were foreordained to be who you are. And this is what God says. God does not call a counsel with your best friend, your girlfriend, your mama, your daddy, this person, the person, your boss, and this thing. And all. When you, you know how you go and you get your annual review and all these people come to talk about who you ain't, what you didn't do? He said, no, no, no. God, Ephesians chapter 1 says, God says, I X that out. I have one meeting with me, the Holy goes and my and my son and he says and I counsel with myself what I am going to do for you so you don't need to know look at your sister and say you don't need to know you don't need to know he knows come on come on he knows he knows the way that I take and when he has tried me I will be what gold I'll be pure and luminous and you know and you sit there but you because you know the backdrop you go I can't even take the glory it was all God all God all God all God Oh, God. So Ephesians says, one says he counsels with himself. God has a meeting with himself. When he created you, he created you with himself. It says that he formed you, he breathed into you, and you became. So God spoke to himself. So this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. James 1. Look at this, and then I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to respect the time. Look at this in James chapter 1. And this is the Amplified version again. James 1 verse 12. And when you get there... When you get there, say the word works, okay? So when you, so this is the thing that you have to understand. When you are finding the gold, the gold is the benefits of God, the glory of God that is in a certain situation that you're in. So when you are asking the Lord, Lord, move me higher, take me deeper, give me the house, give me the, the job, Lord, use me in ministry, Lord, I'm going to trust you. This lady called me the other day because um, I, do, I do coaching, online counsel coaching, and I said, you got three sessions and you got, I was billable minutes, okay, billable minutes. You got, she was at minute 58 and we were still talking about the same thing you talked about at minute 12. You are almost done. I gave you three principles. Repeat after me what you were going to do, and we're going to shut this down. You're, you're babbling. Stop babbling and do it. Stop talking about it. Be about it, okay? Stop, talk, stop wasting what? Time, okay? But he hurt my feelings. Yeah, we talked about that in the first place. That's the reason why you called. Let's figure out how to get your feelings intact, okay? And so she said, well, I got to get ordained. No, you don't. Ordination, you don't need to get ordained. Let the ministry flow out of you and let all that other stuff catch up with you. You don't need to be ordained to help a homeless person on the corner. You have to be full of the Holy Ghost so that you can speak the power of God into their life. Peter J., they said silver and gold we don't have, but what we have is the name, the name, the name. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Well, I just want to help women. Well, I want to help mothers. Well, go help them. I commissioned you. Go. That's your ordination right here on the phone. Go. Be about your father's business. You need it formal? Amen. Now go. Well, I, 
I thought that um, I was going to go. That's your word. Go. Go ye. Okay, I'll use the Old Testament word. Ye, not you. Ye. Go ye into all the world. All the world. And preach the gospel. Well, I don't know what to do. It's every day. You go around the world every single day. Every single day you go around the world. Every single day. How do you go around the world? www. The World Wide Web. Stop looking in San Diego County. The World Wide Web. You have access to the entire world on your computer. Go around the world. Like, Lord, where are you going to send me today? I love it. That's what my bishop taught me. He said, when you wake up in the morning, say, Lord, whatever is going on in the world that is important and is on my radar, make me a part of it. I was getting on a plane to go preach a couple weeks ago, and I tried my best to get on a late flight. I did not go to sleep. The flight left at 7. I had to be at the airport at 5.30. This didn't make sense. Lord, fix it, change it. Get me on a later flight. In Jesus' name, amen. And at 5.30, I was walking through the Delta door because he just said, no, that's not going to work for what I have planned for you on my radar today. But I was walking through the airport, Lord, make, make me a part of something beautiful. Call my name today. I got on my layover and I was sitting there reading something, going, sending my husband text message, sending Grace a picture or something. And I'm sitting there, I heard somebody across the airport, Teresa McFadden? And I looked up, it was a guy I had ministered at his church over 15, 10, year, 10 or 15 years ago. He said, I have been looking for you. And he was like, this is, Lord, you brought her right. He said, I'm on my way to Virginia to preach. I said, I'm on my way to Virginia. He said, this can't be happening. He said, my wife and I just decided to plant a church, and I called your name, and then you're standing here. If I would have missed the 7 a.m. flight, I wouldn't have saw him. So while I'm whining and complaining about sleep, God said, you're on my clock. I'll get you sleep later. I need you to be at your layover at 1056 because he's going to come walking by at 1054. I know. I know. I know the plans. So stop sucking your teeth, rolling your eyes, being mad when people dismiss you and they say, no, God is orchestrating your events. Find the gold. God, why can't I go to sleep? Find the gold. Lord, what do you need me to do? Find the gold. Lord, there's a treasure in here. I know it. I know it. I know it. There's a treasure in here. He said, then look at me. Look at this. this I'm all off topic. Look at this. He said, blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation for when he has stood the test and what been approved he will receive the victor's crown of life which god has promised to him who loves so this is the thing he's th this lady told uh, my girlfriend she said americans you pray wrong this is the problem this is the problem he says so blessed is the man who bears up under a trial so you go this thing is just on my back so you're bent over and it's, and he said this blessed are you when you are under under a trial because when you have stood the test he said when you stood the test he said, when you stood the test and you stand up under it, he said, when you, when you stood the test, then you'll be approved. So the lady said, Americans, you pray wrong. You go, Lord, make them act right. Lord, make them like me. Lord, I'm so tired. Lord, I broke a fingernail. No, Lord, it's traffic. Lord, fire. She said, you pray wrong and you pray stupid prayers. She said, this is what you have to do. Where I came from, we used to, they put a package on our back. And they would strap it around with a string over here and over here. And it was a heavy package, so we had to bend over like this. And then we had to take it to the top of the hill for delivery. So we would be in a line going up the hill. And the, we didn't say, Lord, lift the load. We just said, Lord, if you strengthen my back, 
I can carry it. She says, so we would take a, a step and say, Lord, strengthen my back. We take another step, Lord, strengthen my back. Lord, it hurts. Lord, get me up this hill. Lord, strengthen my back. And the more we said, Lord, strengthen my back, by the time we looked up, we stood up at the top of the hill. So the gold is when you are bent over because this is the thing. Your situation is a circumstance and circumstances stand around you. So God said, you're so busy looking up and complaining, looking out your circle of your circumstance for something better. He said, but the best way for me to get you to understand that the gold is right under your feet is to bend you over so you don't have any other choice but to find the gold right there under your feet. So he said, so I put pressure on you. I put problems on you and I I have to force you over so that you will look at where you are. And the more you walk with me, and the more you walk with me, and you get patient under the trial, and you bend, and you say, Lord, strengthen my back. God, strengthen my back. God, so he said, then you go, oh, I did not, my goodness, look at that right there. All we have to do is go, oh, let me, come over here, push me over here, push me over here. Oh, oh, now I see. God said, now stand up. You got a crown. You've been proven because you got to stay down in order to see. So God is saying, I have to force you down. I have to put something of you over you to get you to find what you're looking for. My mother gave me a book years ago, years ago. And it, it was amazing because it was about this man who decided to sell everything he had to find a diamond. Find a diamond. Ali, I can't remember his name. But he, he had this beautiful, beautiful farm acres upon acres and acres. And it was, the name of the book is called Acres of Diamonds. It's the littlest book ever. And I, I dare you to find it. And it says that he sold everything because all he wanted in his life were diamonds. And he was tired of digging around and seeing rocks. So he sold his farm. And he moved all the way across the world and he searched and searched and searched and never found a diamond. And when he came back, the man he sold his farm to was richer than rich. And he said, man, all those black rocks we work with those things. You were living on acres of diamonds. Why go all the way around the world when everything you need is right there in your situation? Look at your sister and say, come on, find the gold. Here are your steps to finding the gold, and I'm out. Find the gold, find the gold. Find the gold. Now, this is the thing you have to ask yourself. And I'll give you these scriptures later so on your sheet. So come get your sheet. But this is the thing that you, God says, let me tell you. I love it because I, I was thinking about, I was talking to Grace. And I said, Grace, did you know that mommy, the doctor said I wouldn't have a child? She said, yeah, I know. I said, well, how did you know? She said, God told me when I was in heaven before I came. I said, well, okay, say la. Let me <laughs> step back. I don't even know what to do with that. Okay, all right. She said, he already told me. I was in heaven before, mommy. I already know. Okay. So I was like. I don't, what do you say? I don't know what to say. Okay, I'm, I, I shall say no thing. Okay, so you just don't talk. So God says, he, he, he said, this is, I love this because God, God, God gave me a word in this scripture that I had never, never heard before. But I was reading and he says this, why was Abraham waiting for Isaac? That's how he was righteous. That just blows me away because the Bible says that when he believed God, it was credited to him that's righteousness. So it says his faith made him righteous. And I said, God, how does faith? No, it's how you live. It's what you do. He said, no, it's your faith. Because if you are believing me, you will make sure that you stay in place, that you are where you are called to be. So it is that faith to stay, 
and to have stamina under the pressure. He said, and that's how he became righteous. So even when Sarah messed up, he said, girl, you better get back under the covering because we try, you know, Ishmael is one thing, but Isaac is what we're looking for. We're looking for the covenant. And some of you guys are living on, on, on the blessing, but not the covenant. So you keep thinking that you're good. You keep thinking you're good because when Abraham died, Ishmael got his little money. And you are so good with your Ishmael blessing. And God says, see, you can have an Ishmael blessing, but he says when Abraham died, everybody got their little share, but Isaac got everything. He got the covenant. So stop being grateful because you get a little car, because you get a diamond ring, because you got the latest shoes. He said, why does that satisfy you when that's Ishmael? He said, I'm trying to give you the keys to the entire kingdom. I'm trying to give it so that it doesn't matter what kind of shoe or whatever. You own the factory. Why are you missing the point? You're missing the point. And so he says this. He said, your faith is the gold. And so in 1 Peter, you got to go there. He said, your faith is worth more than anything, but I got to try it. And he said, this is the thing. He said, you, it, I have also, Lord, help me. He said, I got to prove your faith to be pure. I got to put you in the fire. And so he says, it says, it's in, it, it is, your faith is worth more, infinitely more than anything you're holding on to. But I got to prove it. So when God is making gold in you, he needs you to believe him. If you don't have an area in your life where you say, Lord, if you don't do this, it won't happen. You are not in the right standing with God. You need it to be an impossibility that only the Messiah, the Holy One, the anointed one of God, the Christ, Jesus in the flesh had to come and die and bleed on my behalf for me to get this kind of miracle. This over here, I did it by myself and I prayed two times and I made it happen. This phone call can't fix this. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? An attorney can't fix this. A doctor can't fix this. Nobody can do this but God. And he said, I need you to have that kind of faith. I need you to, I need it to be proved. And when people laugh at you and they tell you, ain't no way it's going to happen. God, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I am standing in a place where if you don't do it, it won't happen. God said, I need you to look like that. That's when I prove you. And that makes you righteous. When you're willing to be look like a fool because you believe I can and I will and I shall do it. If he can wrap himself up in flesh, come and die on a cross, and in three days break free from a grave, I know God can give me what I asked him for. I know he can. I know he can. They beat him and he didn't care because it wasn't about the beating. It was about the get up. That's the power of Calvary. It doesn't matter who talks about you. It's about the get up. And he knew he was going to get up. He knew it. You got to know it. He said the same resurrection power is operating in you. Get up. Find the gold. Stop living like you don't know the Messiah, the anointed one, the one from glory. You know him. He's in you. That's the power of Christianity. That is the power of salvation. I know him. Oh, I know him. 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 And I know he'll come through for me. I know him. When my back gets against the wall, Lord, I don't know this, but I know you. And you came from heaven above. You wrapped yourself up in flesh. And they talked about you. And you still bled and died. For them, I can get up out of this. I can do it. I can do it.
Every time our, our back gets up against the wall, my husband goes, go in the room and look at our daughter sleeping and then come tell me that God can't do something. He said, that same little girl is proof. He said, what else do you need? You were 41. They said that people used to laugh. Terry's daughter ain't going to marry nobody. Ain't nobody knowing nobody with three fingers and a limp and this thing. Hey, two rings. One here, one here. Okay? Double for your trouble. Okay? Don't tell me what he won't do. Because my faith told me to stay righteous. My faith told me to live right. My faith told me to be anchored in him. My faith told me that he who spoke a word over me, he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I will find gold. Talk about me. I don't care. I'm with the gold maker. I'm with the gold maker. I'm with the gold maker. God, don't give me Ishmael. Don't give me Ishmael. I know I can get it quick. Don't give me Ishmael. Give me Isaac, God. Isaac is the gold. Isaac is the gold. I love it. And this, this is, he, he said this. He said, I, oh, Lord, he said this. He said, the proving of your faith. Why do I prove it and make you wait? Because other people are watching. And he said this word I had never heard before. It is intended to redound to your praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed in you. That's 1 Peter 1, 7 to amplify. I said, redound? I said, Lord, there's a misprint in my Bible. They should have said rebound. That would have been nice. It is for proven to rebound you. He said, I'm not trying to rebound. I'm trying to redound. Redound to your praise, not mine. Redound to your praise and glory. I said, Lord, what does redound mean? I've never heard it before. He said, it is to have a good or a bad effect or result as to the advantage or disadvantage of a person. So this could go good, this could go bad, to your advantage or your disadvantage. He says, so when I prove your faith, I'm trying to redound your praise. So when you praise me and you say, God can, God will, I'm trying to make this thing work for you. But if you don't say I can, and if you say it's not going to happen, that's redounding to your bad effect and your disadvantage. But if you redound and give me praise that it's going to happen, he said, this proves your faith. So God, I said, God, redound on me for your praise and your glory so that Jesus Christ can be revealed. People, you may be the only church that somebody goes to. Make the service count. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Make it count. Four ways to find the gold, and, and I'm out. Number one, be patient under trial. Number two, strengthen your heart. And number three is going to hurt. It's tight, but it's right. Put your flesh in the fire. Put your flesh in the fire. And number four, know that God knows. James 5 says this, and I promise I'm close. It's 11, 14, 11, 15. I'm going to be done. Come now, you rich people. I love this. Come now, you rich people. Weep loud and lament over the miseries, the woes that are surely to come upon you. Your abundant wealth has rotted and is ruined. And your many garments, all those clothes you brought, have become moth-eaten things. Your gold and your silver are completely rusted through because he bought you that house and then the pipes went because you didn't have no business being over there anyway. And their rust will be testimony against you and it will devour your flesh as if it were fire. You have heaped these treasures upon yourself for the last days. Here on earth, you have abandoned yourself. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this. This is good. I know it sounds tight, but it's right. He said, you have abounded yourself with soft, prodigal-like living to the pleasures of self-indulgence 
and self-gratification. You have fattened your hearts. But look what he says. So you also must be patient. Establish your hearts. Strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty for the coming of the Lord is near. What does he mean by that? He says, you know what? You've, it's been all about you, all about your clothes, your car, your this, your that. Ain't nobody better than you. You got the new Lexus, not the old one. You got the new Lexus. And you didn't just get the Lexus, but you got the Echo version, whatever, whatever version with the 2.0, extremely everything. You talk, it does so many stuff, you don't even know, but you got it. And God says, that's prodigal living. Because if you don't have anything in your life to show that I'm there, if all of it is about your job, your car, your this, and your that, one girl said your APT, your CAR, your J-O-B, whatever your stuff is, if that's all it is, he said, that's prodigal living, and I'm not a part of it. That kind of gold will rust. But if you find God's gold, he said, baby, he said, you could, he, said, he said this, he said, when you buy shoes, they will not wear out. He said, you buy my, let me tell you, this skirt I have on, truth moment, my mother bought this skirt 20 years ago. I got in the car, she said, what, how, is that my same skirt? Yeah, girl, I pressed it, clean it, keep it, I take care of my stuff. I did not stop in Nordstrom's on my way to San Diego. If you live right, your stuff doesn't wear out. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, all you with no money coming by. That's what the word says. He says, stop trying to do it yourself. We don't need a do-it-yourself miracle. We need a God only you can and only you will. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to find the gold. Help us to find that thing, that supernatural place in you, where if you don't do it, nobody can. Lord, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Help us to see what only the master, what only the master God can create and make. Lord, we don't want our gold that will rust and fall apart, but we want that God gold. We want the glory gold. Lord, help us find it. Lord, even in our bent over state, God, help us find it. Now, Lord, I pray that they didn't make, waste their time today, and I pray that they didn't spend their time today, but I pray that they will invest their time today in the name, in the name, Say it. Say it a couple times as we close. Jesus. Jesus. Five more seconds. Jesus. 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 Come on. Keep talking. 